Welcome to Cue the Clarity. I'm your host, Mina Kunlositep. I'm here to help you discover and get clear on how you operate as your best self to create more success, more happiness, and more peace in your daily life and business. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cue the Clarity. I'm your host, Mina Kunlositep. And welcome everybody to 2024. This is our very first episode of 2024, and I want to wish you a very happy new year. So today is going to be an exciting episode because it's going to be where we start to think about that fresh page, that fresh slate that we have for the new year, and what story we want to unfold for our year, for the year of 2024. And I want to give you a mini training on word of the year. I love talking about word of the year because I think it's such a powerful exercise that I'm really excited about because it really started as kind of a trendy thing that people would do. And they they would do it instead of New Year's resolutions. And I like that because New Year's resolutions feels much more tactical, feels much more goal-oriented. But when you're setting your word of the year, it really is about setting an intention. I think of it as a focal point of setting your intention and setting your perhaps mindset or overall theme or guiding light that you have for this year. And it can be so helpful because it can help you make decisions on what you're saying yes to or what you're saying no to. And it can help you understand what goals that you want by the end of the year. Start to align what you want in this year and consistently move through the year through that lens and that filter of that word. So word of the year is so much fun to set. I've been setting it for the last few years, though I have to say that this past year, 2023, I I ended up not setting a word until the the very end of the year. And so I wanted today to talk to you about some myths of setting the word of the year that I think could be really helpful once you know about those myths, that you can set your word of the year and make it really Um, beneficial to you in setting that word and moving through um, your life. So the first myth of setting your word of the year is that it must be just one word. And I hear people talk about this, that, oh, it's just one word of the year. And I really don't think that that is the case. I want to give you some examples of words of the year that people have told me about and other words that they have used and said. I'm over on Instagram at cue the clarity. And so follow me over there. I did a story the other day about thinking about what your word of the year is. And if we could set it this week, that would be wonderful. And so there's words that people sent back to me. So I'm going to give you those examples, adventure, balance, independence, intuition, action, joy, rebirth. But there's been other words that I know that other people have said where it's ebb and flow, imperfect action. So you can see that there is multiple words to that. And I think that that is okay too. In fact, I actually have two words. So the same person actually sent me independence, intuition, and safety actually were her three words. And so those were three separate words that she's serving as intentions and kind of the bucket overall theme that she wants to guide her year. It can be put together words, like I said, ebb and flow, 
It can be any string of words or just one word that you want it to be. So don't think that it must just be one word, but know that it must serve you and mean something to you. So ebb and flow was a a phrase that I chose a couple years ago when I was thinking about the word balance. And so if you ever hear me talk about balance, you know that I kind of think about balance as this Uh, unanswered prayer, like it's really hard to balance or it feels like something will topple over or that you'll topple over or that something has to be perfectly balanced. Where in my life, I feel like imbalance feels like a better word for me or harmony or flexibility. And so I chose ebb and flow because I think that there's this beautiful ebb and flow that can happen within a year. And I use ebb and flow as my word. I also have used multiple words. So one year I use nudge and happiness, and I wrote them on two sides of a river rock And I had that as my words of the year. And I used that as my two buckets, my guiding lights of the year on what I was saying yes to and what I was saying no to. And in this podcast episode, I'm going to use those interchangeably. So when you, when I say word of the year, even if it's multiple words, know that I mean your set of words or your phrase. Okay. And so I do think though, If whether you choose one word, two words, a phrase, whatever it is, it must serve you and it must mean something to you. So somebody had sent me that word balance, for example, as her word of the year that she was going to have for this 2024. That's great. I didn't tell you that story about me not using balance as my word because I wanted to discourage that word. I want for you to be able to discern what that might mean to you. And for her, that's great because then she can think about what balance means to her. So the first question I want you to answer for you as you're thinking about the word of the year and as you're journaling about it. So journal on why you chose that word. What does it mean to you? If you chose, you know, I'm going to give you some examples of other words. So I gave you the examples of adventure and joy and rebirth. Some ways that you might journal about it is, let's say your word is presence. And it might be, I choose presence because I want to be more mindful and I want to be fully engaged in each moment and deepen my connections with others in the current experience and in the current moment in time. Or if you chose optimism, I choose optimism because I want to maintain a positive outlook and approach my challenges with a hopeful mindset. If you chose bold, I choose bold because I want to take courageous and daring action this coming year. I want to embrace opportunities that push me outside of my comfort zone. If you chose kindness, I choose kindness because I want to prioritize acts of kindness out there in the wild and practice compassion and empathy in my interactions with others. Adventure. I choose adventure because I want to remember that I am seeking excitement and new experiences and encouraging myself to lead adventurous and exploratory approaches to my life in this coming year. Courage. And courage is actually one of my words. My two words of the year, my word of the year is actually create 
and courage. So create, I wrote this down. I want to infuse creativity back into my life with bringing to the world new ideas, whether they're small or large, important or unimportant. I want to play around with creative projects and bring a sense of creation back into my work without judgment on myself, without feeling like it needs to be valuable or that that project has to be a value of others. I want to create sometimes just for the sake of creation. And I'm still going to put it out there with courage. And courage means to me in remembering and encouraging myself to face my fears and pursue my ambitions of creation with bravery. And so I kind of wrote those down initially of what that those words mean to me. So when I come back to them over and over again, I know what they mean to me. They don't have to mean anything to anybody else besides me, okay? So as you're journaling, remember with the writing exercise that I went over in episode two in Slower Mornings, I want you to write without judgment, without editing yourself, okay? And so journal about what that word means to you so you know, this is why I chose that word for 2024. And this is how I'm going to set the intention of that word, that theme, that mindset, that guiding light to my year. And this is what it means to me. Because words can mean different connotations. They can mean different things to different people. I gave you the example of balance to me versus balance to somebody else. Know that it just needs to mean something to you. Keyword being you. Okay. Myth number two. Myth number two is that this must be set. The word of the year must be set in the beginning of the year. We happen to be setting it at the beginning of the year because it is a beautiful time to set it because time-wise, we're turning the page onto a new chapter in everybody's life. But it can be at any time of year. In fact, as you evaluate your word of the year, you might end up changing it in order to adjust to the season. It could be the word of the season, for example. And last year, I actually did not set a word of the year. So in that realization of not setting the word of the year, other years that I have set words of the year, one was nudge, another one was happiness, another one was, like I said, ebb and flow. Joy was one word of the year that I had. And so I thought, you know what? I need to set a word of the year because I feel like I need to reset or recalibrate what I need to focus on in my season of life right now. So I knew I needed a focus on a different word of the year instead of my word being like, let's say hustle or productivity or whatever it was. I actually ended up setting my word of the word of the year at a word of the season, you know, towards, I think it was probably October as spaciousness. I was really craving and desiring spaciousness, but oftentimes forgetting that I was craving and desiring spaciousness. So I wrote out how I really wanted to invite new things in. And because when you are busy, busy on the go, creating all this like frenetic energy like I was, there just isn't room for spaciousness you know, which is ironic, right? There isn't room for new things because I didn't create the space for it. So I use spaciousness as my word for creating space in the morning, creating stillness and silence in the morning, creating space for me to do nothing, 
creating space for me to find my way kind of back to myself, finding my way back home to myself for feeling like I was kind of lost in the busyness of everything and the the business in a lot of ways becoming my identity. And then what was this new space? What did it look like? What did it feel like? And so spaciousness ended up being my word. And I absolutely think that it can be set at any time of year and you can adjust to the season and you can reset it at any time. I also think that that can really help you evaluate whether or not that word is serving you in the guardrails of decision-making. So as I said, it's your overall theme, your guiding light, and also what you're going to say no to and what you're going to say yes to. So as in with my word being spaciousness at the end of the year, for the opportunities that came up, I was able to look through that lens of, is it adding to my spaciousness or is it taking away from my spaciousness? Am I honoring that word? Am I protecting that word? So am I protecting that word of spaciousness? So in this coming year, in the word of create, for example, I wrote down like unadulterated creation, un obligatory, imperfect creation, creation for the sake of creation. What does that word mean to me? And if I get into my own head, let's say I say, oh, I'm not going to create that because it's not going to serve others or it's not going to make money in my business or whatever it is, then I know that I'm not really protecting my commitment to that word. I'm not really honoring that word and I'm not honoring the word courage in putting myself out there, facing my fears, overcoming my obstacles and my own mindset of thinking that something needs to be perfect or that what will others think or, you know, is this serving people enough or is it valuable enough in their eyes? And so as you can see, that serves as guardrails and boundaries that protect me from my own self and that protect me from others and that honors the word and embodies it and commits to that word in my life. So it is such a beautiful way for you to be able to say no and know that it's in boundary of you committing to that word, knowing that you already journaled about it, how it's benefiting your life, what it means to you, and gives you the power of that word in your life, okay? And so myth number three, myth number three is that setting the word is enough. Setting your word of the year is enough. So sometimes people set the word of the year and they forget about it. And this is me as well, that I didn't put it in a place where I see it more often. You know, there, like I said, I've written it on rocks. I've also written it on an index card on the front and the back. And I think that when you can see it all the time, then it you're able to revisit that word and what it means to you often. So when you journal about it, when you write it on top of your journal pages, when you commit to the action around that word, when you really embody what that looks like in your life. And so that can be really powerful to do when you think about the key areas of your life. So what does that look like when it comes to your daily life? What does that look like maybe in your work? What does that look like in your home, in community service, if you're out there in the community? What does that look like in relationship to other people and in relationship to yourself? Even if it's like 
If your word is health, for example, what are you going to be setting onto the calendar as far as decision making and putting on the calendar? I'm going to going I'm going to go to the gym, or I'm going to commit to low impact walking, and I'm going to sign up for some five Ks, or I'm going to climb stairs every day on my way to work. Um, whatever that looks like to you, okay. Committing to the action around the word and embodying it embodying it, setting it into your calendar and thinking about this question. What do I hope to do by the end of the year with this word? These are the goals I want to set. Those are the results that you can work towards the target that when you see your word visually, like I said, it could be on a letter board. It could be on an index card. It could be on your calendar. It could be in your journal that you actually write out pen to paper every single day. Sometimes people will even put it on a necklace or the, a bracelet or you know something that feels like jewelry to them that they're adorning. And so they see it every single day. It could be a sticky note that's on your mirror. But the people that attain the results from that word are the ones that consistently come back to it often. So for me, it was like, I was really specific. I want to create 52 podcast episodes. So when I create 52 podcast episodes, I'm going to break that down. Okay. That means four every single month. And what is that? 12 every single quarter. And so I broke it down. Okay. Check, check. I have made that goal because my word is create. I want to create 12 projects this year. So by the end of the year, I'll say I created these projects. I created 12 projects, woohoo. And that means one per month. I want to create reels. I think it was 100 reels because I figured two per week. You know, there's 52 weeks per year. If I shoot for the 100, feels like a nice clean number of inspiring reels. And then that would mean two per week, right? So I broke it down. And that's because my word is create. And going back to remember my statement, I want to infuse creativity back into my life with bringing to the world new ideas, small or large, important or unimportant, playing around with creative projects and bringing a sense of creation into my work without judgment on myself, without um, assessing a value to it, whether it's a value to myself or value to others, creating for the sake of creating and still going to put it out there with courage, courage was my other word, choosing courage because I want to encourage myself to face my fears of judgment, face my fears of thinking, am I on the right track or am I not on the right track? My fears of self-doubt and value and overcoming those obstacles anyways and pursuing my goals with bravery, whether or not they lead to anything. And so as you can see, I'm trying to build the action around it and committing to the action in that word and really embodying it. So those myths were, myth number one was that it must be one word. It can be multiple words. It can be a phrase. It can be two words. It can be three words like my friend, right? But it must serve you and mean something to you. And the way that you know what it means to you is you journal about it. Myth number two was that it must be set in the beginning of the year. It can be set in beginning and middle, whatever it is, and it can be changed. It's not a permanent word if you don't want it to be, but it can be the way that you know that you need to change it or not. Oftentimes is 
when you're thinking about those guardrails and the decision-making in those key areas of your life, do you need to adjust it? If it's hard for you to protect and honor that word, then it might be time for you to adjust it to a different word that fits you more in that season. And that's okay too, right? Myth number three was that setting the word is enough and that it will just by osmosis benefit you. You must actually commit to the action around the word and embody it and set some goals to it. So if you want to feel the real results or the real benefit of that word, you will finish the sentence. What I hope to do by the end of the year around this word is dot, 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 and maybe set five to 10 goals, whatever you want to do around that word. So if your word was joy, what are the goals around joy that you want to attain by the end of the year? And then consistently come back to that list, consistently come back to the your word. When you come back to that list, your word is permeated throughout that list of goals, right? And then you put it up where you can see it or put it in your journal. And that way you can come back to it time and time again. Okay. So that is your word of the year training. I'm so excited for you to jump into that word, to embody it, to embrace that word, and for you to understand how powerful that can be. And I can't wait to hear what your word is. And I'm going to put a post up in my Instagram. It's at Q the Clarity for everybody to share that word. So if you are having trouble coming up with your word and you need some inspiration, that you can look at what other people might have and think about what your word could be and living that in 2024. So thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.